What is up, guys? I am your host, Greg Lane, and welcome to Uncommon Sense. What is up, guys? So, this week has been absolutely kind of insane. Um, first of all, CDC has released new guidelines for vaccinated individuals saying that supposedly we can go without masks in most indoor settings. Now, of course, they've also added the stipulation that we should still wear masks if we're in places of a lot of uh, transportation. Actually, yeah, a lot of traffic. Uh, basically, people coming and going. So, airports, bus stations, hospitals. Basically, the highest level of danger for transmission, you should still wear a mask. Which makes a lot of sense. That means that restaurants, you can go maskless. Um, people's homes, you can go maskless. Uh, the gym, uh, I think possibly the gym. I mean, as long as you're doing temp checks and uh, make sure everyone's okay, that means it's cool. But the bigger thing this week has been what's happening with Israel. Now, I've never formally talked about uh, Israel on my show, but my personal ideology is that it needs to be a two-state solution with Jer- with uh, the specific city and the temple of Jerusalem being a recognized neutral zone. Now, the reason for that is because both sides religiously have a claim to the city, and it should be treated as a neutral zone, much similar to the practice of sanctuary and churches for pe- for uh, people who were basically the thrownaways of the city or society as a whole, a place of peace and a place of neutrality and a place of safety. And there's also something else I think uh, needs to really be pushed. Stop equating criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism. Having said that, though, I think that if you are making claims specifically in name of Jewish people, the Jewish people, well, Jewish officials in charge of the government, that's anti-Semitic. But if we're talking their military uh, practices, we're talking their governance practices, as it equates to secular matters, no, it's not anti-Semitism, it's criticism of governments. For instance, their land-taking practices. Now, I will admit the Palestinian uh, Hamas agents have been taking land. Actually, no, not taking land. Uh, they've been launching terror attacks. They've been launching rockets over the walls. They've been sneaking into Israel and committing violent acts against uh, Jewish people and Israelis. And they've been doing so without being recognized as a formal government body, which is bad. But that should make Israel's actions even worse. Israel has been occupying Palestinian land and instituting apartheid, saying who can be on their land and who can't at this time or that time, do this or that. And they've been doing so occupation-wise to avoid the measure of saying that they're claiming the land. So essentially, they're doing what we have done in Middle Eastern conflicts. Because we've been taking police actions in Middle Eastern countries, it's never been an act of war. We technically haven't been at war officially since 1945 when the World War II conflict ended. So Israel occupying Palestinian land is occupation, but technically not aggressive. Not only that, 
but there have been instances of Israeli military forces shooting unarmed peaceful protesters, as well as taking actions as a formal body of government, which adds an extra layer of uh, responsibility and whatnot. And also, I'm thinking of uh, a level of responsibility. I think that's the best way I can put it. So given all of that, I think that there needs to be um, recognition on both sides. There needs to be recognition of the violent sects of Hamas, as opposed to the more actual, beneficial, and governing areas of Hamas. And there also needs to be a recognition of the victims of violence on both sides, as well as the actual perpetrators. I think there needs to be trials for the Israeli elected officials and the military leaders for what they've been doing. And I think that the Palestinians need to formally be recognized as a state and create a official and structured governing body. So that way the governing body can be more in control and the independent sects that are more violence-based can actually be formally condemned as separate from the philanthropic, philanthropic and supportive governing uh, body. However, that would be painful because that needs that would uh, possibly open up injuries on the Israeli side who feel like the so-called governed body, body of Hamas should not be recognized because of all that they've done. And I still, of course, say they as in individuals associated with them done. That's the pain with a non-structured or formally recognized body is that people who say they're doing things in their name, can sully the name of the major body. And of course, whenever violence is committed, it doesn't matter what uh, good that has been done by that body, it's just never mentioned. So I think this week has been a reminder that as an international community, it needs to be further recognized because clearly what is going on over there is not fixing itself. And if we were of the same level of ally allegiance as we were in World War One, which is even further in that history, but I recommend that you look more into that yourself, that we could possibly be drawn into another conflict. And considering the tensions that we've been having with Iran the last two years since the nuclear deal was ripped up by the previous administration, that could pull us into another global conflict that none of us will probably want to get into. Moving on. This week's topic, I want to talk about, well, getting older. Now, recently I turned 27 years old, which means that if I live by the rules of television, I should be starting my story arc in how I met the mother of my kids. But frankly, I think I would rather be a blend of Marshall and Barney than just be a Ted, because frankly, Ted is very problematic as a character, and... Like many uh, romanticized sitcom characters, that's something that we all figure out as time goes on. Which is a good reminder that there are some things that you can't know right off the bat. There are things you need to learn through observation and realistic uh, reflection about what you've witnessed. Having said that, though, something that I've also noticed this past year is that, frankly, I've been paying more attention to my Facebook feed, partially because there's nothing better to do, and also partially because, you know, sometimes living in this island that is your home, you maybe want to look out and see what some of your contemporaries have been up to. 
So I've done that, and I have found a couple of rather surprising pieces. For one thing, a good amount of people I've known from my college and high school years are really getting on with their lives. Some of them are getting engaged, some of them are ma getting married, some are celebrating anniversaries, and some of them happen to be having kids. And to give that a little perspective, I want you to picture the most ridiculous friend you had, let's say, let's, let's be a little innocent in this case, let's say in high school, let's say said person who was the prankster, someone who did the let three pigs loose in the school and paint one, two, and four on them, that person who put a lifeguard stand uh, where the stump used to be that the Dean of Discipline used to stand on as he was watching us kids transition between classes, that person, now imagine he or she announcing that they're going to be a parent. Now, if you had a oh crap moment, that is probably something that most of us can kind of agree with. Although, let's be realistic. A lot of times when you haven't talked to someone for a long time, we tend to miss things. You know, like that old adage says, you tend not to notice a lot of changes in the people that you see every day because, well, you see them every day. It's hard to keep track of all the differences when you are taking notice of them every day. However, after a uh, extended absence, well, changes can kind of pile up. But more to uh, closer to the point. I wanted to uh, say how, as you get older, you are going to notice that things are going to change, sometimes drastically, sometimes uh, it's more of a fulfillment of what you predicted, or it could be a total 180. I mean, after all, I actually believe that human beings are capable of change. I believe that addicts can come clean and live productive lives. I believe that people who look like they have it all together can be struggling. And I also believe that people who come off as nice when you first meet them can actually have hidden agendas and frankly have a more, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, ugly personality. And that's the most PG way I can really describe it. However, these things are often not discovered immediately. And I gotta be honest, sometimes I wish I could uh, judge everything from the instant. But I can't, and I'd be hard-pressed to say that I know anyone who honestly can. But I think that's a good thing, though, because, frankly, I don't like knowing the root end of everything when I start something. Frankly, sometimes you just want to enjoy the ride down the river. Sometimes you want to enjoy the view when you're paragliding. Sometimes you want to ride the gondola up Mount Washington because... You want to take in the sights a little bit. Now, kind of a side note with that. A, a problem that I have myself is that I am not really one who is prone to taking pictures of all of my shenanigans and inventions. It's a personal problem, really. For one thing, a lot of times when I go out, I go stag. Part of it is because, frankly, I'm not very well situated to have too many friends I could regularly call on to go out with, and also partially because, frankly, sometimes I just want to be responsible for me, myself, and I. 
another reason for that is that when I'm really enjoying something, I'm really buying into a activity, a vibe, or a scene, I'm all the way in it. I am not uh, dipping my foot into the pool. I am not holding on to something for support. So because of that, I find it difficult to pull myself out of those experiences and think I should document them. It's just not the way that I like to commemorate things, and it's just not the way that I have grown to document and remember my experiences. Besides, I think I'm a better storyteller than I am a slideshow presenter. But anyway, so something that I also contemplate um, getting older is noticing how a lot of my opinions have changed, actually. Recently, I've been kind of self-reflecting about some personal ideologies I have. From my political ideology to some of the things I'm aware of as a social person, as a progressive, and along the other causes that I try to be sensitive and aware of. And I think about myself 10 years ago, god damn it was I a damn moron. <laughs> I was ignorant, I was someone who should have definitely done a lot more research and fact checking than I did at the time, and frankly, I feel like I missed out on a lot of things because I didn't know. Having said all that, though, I'm glad that I know that now because it kind of informs me as to how I wish to inform others when I think that they don't know, and also why it is better to actually do the work to be informative and to try and push the narrative in the immediate world around you toward a narrative that you feel comfortable with and you feel like can be more beneficial for everyone as well as those who will come after you. Having said all that, though, I'm not saying that you should be set up in a way that you don't make mistakes. I mean, after all, mistakes are the risk of taking anything that is worth risking. It's the risk of moving somewhere to chase a dream. It's the risk of approaching someone even though you think that you're not worth their time. It's the risk of trying a new skill set when you know you're good at what you do, but you want to branch out and maybe try something else. Something that you kind of learn as you get older is that there are a number of risks that you are actually able to take and that sometimes you wish you had had. I mean, after all, there's no one, there's not a lot of people that go through their lives and end it by saying, I wish I had done less. The most common uh, regret that you probably hear from folks that have lived a long life is that they wish they had done more. But kind of pardon from all that, I kind of wanted to talk about it less in the personal and the social sense, and more in the political progressive sense. Because something that I kind of notice whenever I see propositions, proposals, and initiatives for changing things is that a reason to 
resisted is often the whole that's this is the way we've always done it so why change it frankly i find that to be rather nihilistic and if someone has to resort to that particular excuse that's a sign when they realize that they have no logical argument against it and they just want to resort to the i was here first i've been making the rules for 20 goddamn years i am not going to release any of my power to you youngins who think that you could just uh, you know do what i wanted to do when i was your age and frankly i was told no so frankly i'm not going to uh, give you better treatment than i got you're going to get the same damn treatment i got appointments That you should not dismiss things out of pocket just because they're different from the way that things have been done. Because we also used to have six-day work weeks. Now we have five. And the five-day work week was actually very good for us. It opened up economic opportunity. It cut back on worker burnout. Granted, of course, it was pioneered by an anti-Semite, but it was the 1930s, so can't exactly have a perfect historical uh, record. I mean, after all, Tommy Douglas, the guy who created the Canadian uh, national health care system. Pardon me for a second. This is hard to swallow. He wrote his uh, master's thesis on the case against the subliminal family, which was an endorsement of eugenics. But once again, it was the 1930s, and frankly, it is very difficult to judge past individuals by today's social standards. That's right. Because you probably notice certain things. Like, um, Josephine Baker. She was the only women's woman speaker at the March on Washington with Martin Luther King, and she also performed around Broadway in Manhattan. But because she was a black woman in the 1930s, she was not allowed to enter and exit the building through the front. She had to use the damn bathroom. She was considered one of the finest dancing performers of her time, and they made her go through the damn back door. I think there's a lot of anal jokes that can be made off of that, but well, that's another episode. But she also went on to do other things. She would go on to France to further her music career. She actually became a French intelligence spy and would later adopt orphans from around the world and create the Rainbow Tribe. That's right. She did the Brangelina adopt-in before uh, Brangelina were even a thing or even born. And like I said, she came back to America, pushed the civil rights uh, movement, and actually spoke at Washington. So... She could have just accepted things the way that they were, but instead, she persevered, made changes, and served as a great example and role model for generations of young people to come after her. I mean, what's that saying? Well-behaved women never make history, and people who went for, go with the flow are generally not pioneers at anything. Oh. And also, just kind of uh, something that makes me feel better when I screw up. Some of the best things in history were discovered by mistake. I'm going to leave Columbus out of this because although he discovered America by mistake, 
given his uh, genocidal actions in his lifetime, I'm not going to talk about that. But how about a few other things? Penicillin, discovered by accident. Some scientists did not properly clean up his lab station, and when he came back on Monday, he found fungus growing at a petri dish that turned out to be the basis of modern-day antibiotics. The scientists who discovered that the microwave, well, specifically microwaves, as they were called at the time, could be utilized in heating up food, he discovered this because when he was experimenting with them, he melted a candy ball in his pocket. First of all, of all the things to do to discover the viability of microwaves, messing up your pants with chocolate is definitely one of the weirder ones. And also, a question I would love to ask that man if I ever had a time machine. Did you keep them pants? Because I don't know about y'all, but maybe to some niche collector out there, but the pair of pants that inspired the microwave appliance, I am sure probably fetches a good profit somewhere. Having said all that, though, main point I want to say is that you shouldn't be afraid of getting older. You should be mindful of changes that you see, either passively or attentively. And most importantly, you should accept things as they are now. And although you should take the past into context, you should definitely make it just context, not destiny. for listening this has been on common sense i'm greg lane if you want to interact with the show more you can follow me on twitter or facebook i promise to reply to any questions or posts that you guys uh, do as always never stop learning no question is uh, too dumb to be posed and keep living your best life